Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'm your host again today. I'm a chiropractor and a certified medical laser safety officer. I've been doing and teaching laser for years now, and I believe it is the next big thing in healthcare, especially non-invasive, non-pharmacological healthcare, which is growing in demand. More and more patients are seeing the value of staying off of medications and avoiding surgeries whenever possible to have better healthcare outcomes. And laser therapy is a great part of getting that done. So today, we're gonna be talking about carpal tunnel syndrome. And this one is something that a lot of people have heard about and I get a lot of questions about. So let's go ahead and dig into what carpal tunnel syndrome actually is. But before I get any further, do remember this podcast is sponsored by Laser Therapy Institute. Laser Therapy Institute is a network of expert laser therapy providers. They have been trained and equipped for success. If you are looking to use laser therapy in your healthcare, please go and find a clinic near you. You can do that at the website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. Go to the Our Clinics link in the top menu bar. That'll show you a map of all the LTI clinics in the country. And if there's not somebody near you, get a hold of us. We'll see what we can do to find a laser therapy provider near you. But what is carpal tunnel syndrome. Well, carpal tunnel syndrome is exactly what it says. It's a syndrome involving the carpal tunnel. The carpal tunnel is a channel on the inside of the wrist where one of your nerves to the hands goes through. That nerve is called the median nerve. And once it goes through the wrist, it supplies nerve sensation to the thumb and the first couple of fingers. Now, carpal tunnel, the carpal tunnel itself is not a bad thing. We've all got a carpal tunnel. You're supposed to. That's where that nerve is supposed to go. But carpal tunnel syndrome is what we call the collection of symptoms that you get when that nerve becomes pressured or trapped in the tunnel. And when that happens, you, you end up getting symptoms of pain and numbness, stinging, burning, tingling, all in the thumb and first couple of fingers. Now this happens if you have repetitive motion or swelling or injury in the wrist that kind of traps the nerve in that tunnel and then the pressure on the nerve is what really generates all these symptoms out in the hand. And it sounds pretty straightforward so far, right? So we're talking numbness, tingling, burning, stinging in those thumb and first couple of fingers, sometimes kind of in that half of the fourth finger, the ring finger as well. But we actually have a problem with the term carpal tunnel syndrome. And, and that problem is just simply that it has become a very common term, a very popular diagnosis that gets thrown around. And so I have patients all the time with hand symptoms of some kind, whether it is pain or numbness. And they will say, I think I have carpal tunnel. And it turns out all their symptoms might even be in the pinky finger, which is not a part of the hand that is served by this median nerve. So if you have pinky finger symptoms, then you don't have carpal tunnel pretty much across the board. We can say that confidently, but because a lot of people have heard of carpal tunnel syndrome, maybe they don't quite know what it means, but a lot of patients will go, ah, I probably have carpal tunnel syndrome. So that's where we begin to have a problem. A lot of times people will go to their doctor and say, I think I have carpal tunnel. 
whatever that means. And the doc says, yeah, sure, whatever, sounds good. Um, and then uh, there's a referral to PT or there is a medication that is prescribed. And that careless diagnostic process sets people up for failure. Because if you get the diagnosis wrong, then no matter how good a treatment plan you are under, if you're working on the wrong problem, you're going to not be successful. And oftentimes there is no testing of the patient's condition other than just this kind of subjective, hey, I have hand pain, I think it's carpal tunnel. The doctor says, sure, sounds good, we'll let the PT figure it out. And then the PTs get stuck a lot of times with trying to figure out how to work on something that's been misdiagnosed, that right testing hasn't been conducted. So what kind of testing should be conducted or can be conducted? Well, uh, EMG or an NCV, a nerve conduction study, uh, can check and see where the nerve is entrapped. This involves running an electrical current through the nerve at different locations, up in the shoulder and the elbow and the wrist as well. And that's an important step because you can have entrapment of this nerve in multiple locations, not just in the carpal tunnel. An entrapment of the nerve in the elbow or up at the shoulder or at the neck can still give you hand pain and hand symptoms and it may feel a lot like carpal tunnel syndrome, but it actually may not be. The problem could be elsewhere. And so no matter how much you work on the hand and the wrist, if the problem is coming from the neck, it's gonna be unsuccessful to deliver you good results. Even surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome won't work if it's not carpal tunnel syndrome. You've gotta have an accurate diagnosis. So this EMG or this NCV test can actually test the conductivity of the nerves. It's a little bit invasive. It's not a real pleasant um, experience. So another thing that can be done is diagnostic ultrasound. And the ultrasound can actually make a picture of the carpal tunnel and tell you whether or not that nerve is swollen or entrapped. However, diagnostic ultrasound doesn't check the rest of the length of the nerve. So if you were, for instance, to have a swelling of the nerve in the carpal tunnel, but you also have a neck problem, then you might only find half of the issue. Yes, you might have some problems in the wrist, but if we miss the additional problems up in the neck or the shoulder, then we're not gonna have satisfactory results from whatever treatment plan you go along with. Now the simplest, the easiest, but oftentimes the least used diagnostic test here is the physical exam. And a good thorough physical exam by a practitioner who can take a few minutes to actually look at the problem can many times figure out, is this problem really in the wrist? Is it in the elbow? Is it in the shoulder? Is it in the neck? And then, do we need any testing to confirm that or is the physical exam itself enough? I'll tell you, in many cases, a good thorough physical exam can ensure that you know whether or not you actually have carpal tunnel syndrome or if there might be something else going on. I've even seen arthritis in the hand simulate carpal tunnel syndromes and we're able to get it figured out with just a physical exam, treat the patient for the arthritis symptoms and they improved nicely. Whereas if they'd had carpal tunnel surgery, there would have been no improvement whatsoever because that doesn't affect a problem like arthritis. So before you run down to try and get surgery, before you run out and try carpal tunnel braces, a good diagnosis is essential. Otherwise, you're just not likely to be successful. Now, let's say you've gotten that good physical exam and any necessary testing, you know you have carpal tunnel syndrome, what are your options? Well, laser therapy is definitely something you could look into. And many studies over the years have shown good results 
for laser therapy helping out carpal tunnel syndrome. So let's talk about how that works. And I'm going to be referring back to an article today. Uh, it's titled Low Power Laser Therapy for Carpal Tunnel Syndrome, Effective Optical Power. And this was published in 2016 in the Neural Regeneration Research Journal. And it's pretty interesting because, yes, it talks about using laser for carpal tunnel syndrome, but it also talks about some of the reasons that sometimes laser does not work for carpal tunnel syndrome. But first, laser therapy for carpal tunnel syndrome absolutely can work very well. They say low-power laser therapy has been widely used for the physical treatment of orthopedics, wound surgery, and pain diseases such as osseous or bone pain, muscle pain, soft tissue pain, neuralgia or nerve pain, and trauma pain. They say laser beams can be used to induce biological stimulation, promote cell regeneration, improve blood circulation, diminish inflammation, relieve pain, and regulate immune functions. Sounds pretty good so far, right? And I tell you what, if you can reduce the inflammation and improve circulation to a nerve, like the median nerve in carpal tunnel syndrome, absolutely you can see some great results. They go on to say that, however, there's a long-standing dispute regarding the efficacy of low-power laser therapy for some diseases, for example, in the conservative treatment of mild to moderate carpal tunnel syndrome. Exactly what we're talking about here today. They say the effects of laser treatment reported by different studies were different and often contradictory and highly inconsistent. Well, why would that be? Shouldn't laser therapy, if it's going to work the way they're talking about it working, shouldn't it work every time? Well, not necessarily, because, again, misdiagnosis is still a significant problem. And no matter how great laser therapy is, if you're working on the wrong area with the wrong diagnosis, you won't get any results. You can have a great hand surgeon who does amazing carpal tunnel surgeries, but if the problem isn't carpal tunnel, that carpal tunnel surgery won't have good results. But also, when it comes to laser therapy, if you have the wrong type of laser, or you're not using the correct settings, or you've got improper technique, then your results will be very poor. As a matter of fact, in this study, the, the authors say that laser parameters, or the settings, should be accurately measured and controlled, and that was ignored in most of the previous clinical trials. So, as great as science can be, if we don't set things up correctly, or if we ignore a variable, then that means we can end up with contradictory results, where sometimes it seems to work, and other times it doesn't seem to work very well. As far as the type of laser, there is a certain type of light that should be used. In this paper, the authors say that infrared laser beams, like 810 nanometers, have a better penetration into the skin, fat, and muscle tissues, as well as bone tissues, and therefore can be used for the treatment of deep tissue lesions. So if you're not using the right color of laser light, the right color of infrared specifically, then your treatment results are probably going to be more poor because you cannot get into the skin to have that effect on deep tissue problems. Also, you can use laser beams in different combinations. They say the overall effect of different laser wavelength combinations can be used to obtain therapeutic efficacy in tissues of different depths. So maybe we need to address more superficial and deep. And that makes sense for carpal tunnel because we need to work on the wrist where that nerve is entrapped, and that is a deep tissue problem. 
but we also need to be able to address these superficial nerve endings that are irritated out in the hand. That is a superficial problem. So in this case, a combination of different laser wavelengths might be more effective. No matter what, if you've got the totally wrong colors, if you're using a blue laser, you're not going to get the effects you need. You need to be able to use this infrared laser to be able to have those deeper tissue effects. And the other thing is the settings that you use with a laser. So if the power is not high enough or it's too high, then you won't get the right type of stimulatory effects. And sometimes you might even inhibit the body's healing response. The other side of this is the type of technique that's used. And this is really more in uh, what we've proven through clinical practice rather than research. And that is there is a particular method that you need to apply the laser to the body for carpal tunnel syndrome in, in particular. If you only work on the actual carpal tunnel part of the wrist, you are missing out. You actually need to work above the wrist. You need to work down into the hand. So the laser shouldn't just be applied to one little spot on the wrist. We should be covering a large area because a larger area of the nerve is impacted. And so to get good results with carpal tunnel syndrome, you've got to have the proper technique and the proper way to apply the laser if it's going to be successful. And then one last factor here that they bring up in the paper is that there are differences between individual patients, even just in how much laser light is reflected off the skin rather than absorbed into the deep tissues. They say that reflection coefficient can range from 1.8 to 54%. So that's a massive difference between individual patients. That means that for some of these patients, about half of the laser light was actually reflecting right off the skin surface rather than going down into the tissues where it could be used to stimulate repair. But that's not every patient, that's just some patients. So in many cases, you have to look at each patient's case individually and see how the patient is responding to laser therapy and then adjust the power settings from there so that you can get that individualized patient the results that they need to have. So what are our takeaways here overall if we're talking about carpal tunnel syndrome? Well, number one thing that I think I hit on repetitively is that an accurate diagnosis is so critical, whether that is through physical diagnosis alone or some additional testing that needs to be done. But getting a good accurate diagnosis will determine whether or not any treatment is going to be successful, whether that is PT, surgery, or laser therapy. You've got to have an accurate diagnosis to know where the real problem is, where your symptoms are coming from, and if it's even carpal tunnel syndrome, it could be something totally different. The next takeaway for you is that laser therapy can work very well for carpal tunnel syndrome, but it must be done correctly. So if you are looking to potentially take advantage of laser therapy as a treatment option, I highly recommend you go to a Laser Therapy Institute clinic because we know that LTI clinics have the right laser equipment with wavelengths that work in combination. They've got the right settings that have been proven in clinical practice. They've got the techniques down to ensure that every patient is successful and they'll be able to adjust their technique to the differences between individual patients and individual cases to ensure that laser therapy is done right and you get success with your problem. If you have questions, please get a hold of us. You can email me directly, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can also go to the website and find out a lot more great information there. Thanks for joining me, and I'll look forward to seeing you next week.
Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.